mm. i feel like just keep going and um, there's there's so many different paths and, and roads to where you want to go horrible man it was horrible players coming down crying uh these are boys that you spent every day with yeah some of the boys i still speak to now hello welcome to the jonah one-on-one football training podcast A show that has everything. Educational. As a young player, you're going to be put in situations where you have to perform. My advice, I would look at how your movement is off the ball. Banter. Kick up. Kick up. Kick up. Kick up. Yes, the lads are here with me. If you went to 7-Eleven, could you get a coffee? <laughs> Just a dollar coffee. I was getting hammered. Oh, I was getting hammered in the last one. We're looking at Real talk. We don't know the full story, but we've just got to go off on what we see. Yeah. Football debates. £8,000 fine for celebrating. I no, don't no. care, mate. No, but £8,000 for celebrating. You're, you're going to defend him. He can't come on the pitch like that. Are you <laughs> having this, Jules? And an insight into one of the biggest one-on-one businesses in the world. Positional players in tactics, so how do I position myself based on like their tactics that my team play? It all depends how much you want it. If you want to give it a good crack, you just got to really put your heart and soul into it. Yes guys, welcome to Season 2, Episode 5. My name's Lee Jones from Jonah One and One. I'm here with the Shane O'Murray from Jonah One and One. Oi, oi. What's going on, Shane? How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good, bro. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thanks for asking. Unfortunately, Jules is not with us today. He's making banana bread, <laughs> as per usual. But he will be on the podcast tomorrow, Shane. Yeah, he is. Yeah, we're looking at doing a double episode, aren't we? Yeah, double episode because we've been away for a while, haven't we, Shaz? Yeah, we've been busy. It's been non-stop, um, but. We're back now, so we're going to start whacking out the episodes and we're back in the office. So. Do you want to tell our listeners why we've been away and why it's been quite a while since we last uploaded? Um, yeah, so the last, the previous two weeks has been school holidays. So in school holidays, we do a lot of yeah. um, camps and stuff. So the first week, we were in Melbourne for, for one week, which was, which was quality down there, wasn't it? It was class, wasn't it? Um, and then we came back from Melbourne, then we had two days, I think we had two days off, and then we had our Sydney camp which pretty much ran for most of that week as well. We um, hit our record numbers on that as well. Yeah, that was madness. It was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great to see um, so many players. and It was good to see the players that we work with um, regularly in, in small sessions, in group sessions, in more of a, in a game yeah, environment. Was that was the idea behind it, wasn't it? We, we always reflect on every session that we do and it, it, we couldn't believe it that we thought we actually had too many numbers on this year's camp, which mm. is, I think it's a testament to how well last year's camp went because the numbers tripled. Yeah. So obviously a lot of people must have been saying how good it was last year. And I think, uh, you know, we can look to get it even better again next year. That's it, yeah. Uh, I think the big thing what we do well is that every time we do a camp or we do like big sessions, I think we always sit down and like look at what we can do better. 100%. And I think we're obviously from the camp, we've the last two weeks, I think we've picked up stuff that we maybe could do a little bit better and we've picked up stuff that worked really well for us you know what I mean yeah definitely it was quite difficult to plan this one with so many numbers but I felt like um, we maximised the camp really well with the resources that we had the field that we had and the numbers that we had I thought it was a big success no it was yeah but we can always look to improve that's just the way we are 
and we, we always it. want to get one better. Um, so yeah, guys, that is the reason why we haven't uploaded in a while, and it's quite refreshing to see a lot of people asking why. <clears throat> you know, where's the next episode? Which I think a lot of people really look forward to us uploading on Thursday, which is good for us to hear. So, yeah. but we're really, back. We're back now. Hundred percent. I really hope everyone's enjoying the podcast, especially season two. You know, now that we've got an office, a, a professional setup, if you like. Yeah. Um. You know, we've had guests this year. It's been class, and we're only looking to improve this as much as possible. So exactly. Uh, yeah. I really want to do a um like a Skype call on uh, episode chain where we get someone from overseas. I know. Yeah. The, the um, only thing that kills us is that the time difference. Yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? So we're really gonna have to do it. Like in the nighttime or early, really early in the morning, which I don't mind doing. It's yeah. just whether they Dave can get um, the time to do it, you know. Because me and you, Angels, we know a lot of interesting yeah. people, professionals, you know, professional coaches. Like we know a lot of people from, yeah, yeah. from outside of Australia. The thing, the thing, what I'm a little bit hesitant of. I've got a few ready to go, but a lot of them are Irish, and I don't want to get them on over Skype. And if they don't, you know, the people might, might not understand them. And that's why I'm holding back a little bit. Yeah, we just got to get it done, mate. You know what I mean? But, I know, yeah. But, definitely, I think within the next two... So, we're going to do one tomorrow. And then, two episodes after that, we'll definitely have one guest. Yeah, definitely got to try and get a De- guest. Yeah, we have to try and lock that in. Yeah. We're just so busy. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. It's hard. But, uh, we're, we're trying have, our best. We have trying got, our best. If, you, if you're new to our podcast, we have already got a really good guest, which was Gabe Marzano. Yeah. Go and check that out. Um, but definitely, this is just the start of our podcast. We're going to be cranking them out. We're going to try and get as many guests as possible. Yep. Um, we're just so busy at the minute. Anyway, Shane, um, do you want to tell our listeners today just about what we're going to cover on today's podcast? And I think this is a really, really interesting topic. And obviously, it's going to be in the caption. So people um, already know what they're clicking on for. So it's just something that me and you've obviously spoke about. I think it'd be good to talk about on a podcast is that... Um, setbacks in football and disappointments that mm. you'll get throughout your career and obviously in different ways in injuries and um contracts and being yeah. selected and stuff like I think that not just in football but also in life in yeah. life really mm. um you know i think what we're going to try and cover today guys is a couple of our own personal experiences yeah um you know how you can get over them experiences how you can deal with it and anyone out there that's listening, you know, that you're, you're not just on your own in terms of setbacks or if clubs don't want to sign you or whatever it may be. Yeah. We're going to try and give you a little bit of advice and some tips on how you can overcome it. Um, I know with some of my personal experiences, I've been through a lot in football. And um, I personally feel like those setbacks that you have will make or break your career. That's it, yeah. determining it, which will determine how you take that setback. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of my friends just like straight out quit football, bang, put it in the bin, can't handle it. After what? After one setback? Yeah. Yeah. And then I've had players that have had 10 setbacks, kept going, you know, not listening to people telling them that they're not good enough and then they're, they're playing now, you mm. know, they're playing now at the highest level. So I think um, me and you talked about it briefly when we travelled up to Mel- Melbourne. Yeah, we had that ten-hour drive, and we were like, "Oh, we should definitely cover this on a potty." Yeah. Um. So my question to you, Shane, is, um, can you maybe tell us a little about a little bit of a, a story or a background of any setbacks that you've had in your career, or maybe one that really sticks out to you? And um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, just before I think, um, any young players need to realise, and even all the players, I'm sure, but. You need to realize that there is gonna be 
times in your career things that aren't going well there is going to be setbacks you are going to get injuries you, you are going to get stuff done to you whether coaches or pe- people picking you that you're not probably not going to agree with and like you said i feel like there's always two options you can either take it on the chin and try and move forward again or else you can let it beat you and do you know what i mean and you can just fall away from the game which you see a lot of players doing um but yeah i think i've probably had two big setbacks in my career i had um I had a bad injury when I was when I was actually um, in my second year of being professional in England, and um, I think that that's that's something that I at the time obviously um, I was flying, and then when it happened, I kind of it put me back a little bit, and um, I broke my leg. So spending time away from the game, um, obviously your your normal day would be like training with the lads and stuff whereas when you're when you're injured you're cut you're quite um separate from the team broken like, leg as well is it's a big one yeah so you so pretty much you just go in every morning and you just be with the physios you would you'd obviously see the lads at lunch and stuff yeah. but you know when you're just sitting there watching people train and like you, you know the feel when yeah. of, of wanting to train and stuff like that that for me that was um a big it was i call it a setback but again it's part of the game a big so, mental challenge yeah yeah it is yeah I got to go home for so, a couple of weeks and I think that helped me just being around my family back home but when I returned I was um, I was just itching to get back out there but again um, injuries is just part of your game but um, the only other setback big setback I'd say I have, I've had I've had lots through my career but big setback was obviously getting released from um, from Sheffield United when I was I think it was 20, 20 uh, about 21 I think maybe yeah Um. again we always say this. I feel like you're when you're a professional footballer, you're in a bit of a bubble to the outside world. You know, yeah. like you don't. I for five years that was all I knew was to get up and train and, yeah. and go and play. Yeah, and then, you're dead right, yeah. and then when 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 you get told that that's now that has to change, whether you have to go get another club or you're gonna have to change what you do, mm. that's a bit of a shock to you. It's quite scary. Yeah, same, yeah. same thing happened to me. Um. So. I guess we yeah, when when obviously I got released, um, that was that was that was tough to take, a bit of disappointment. Um, again, yeah, I had some other options to to try and keep going in England, but ultimately I decided that to go back home, um, yeah. and, and and try and start again back home. But once I got back home, I kind of mentally i was a bit exhausted with things so i took a i took a step away from the game for a few months oh did you i st- I lost the love of playing which has happened it's only happened two times in me in my career and yeah well but again taking time away gives you that gets that fire back in you to yeah. go on back and play and obviously um that's all i've known since i was young is to play football so you know when you mean? got your setback you decided to take a bit of time off yeah a little bit yeah so, can you maybe just tell us a little bit about that day then? Like, uh, what happened? How did they tell you? And how did it make you feel, basically? Yeah, so, um, pretty much when, on my last year of my contract, um, we had a, I was in the reserves, we had <laughs> we had a very good team. And won the league the last, the last two years I was there, the reserve league. And there was about six or seven of us um that were like second year professionals yeah. in in that team and um I, I can remember actually the our reserve team coach called us in 
the morning of it and he said oh the manager's gonna have some chats with you today so obviously straight away you're thinking oh here we go like this is yeah this is a make or break whatever's going on today yeah. um and then yeah just we went and trained as normal and then after that we got one by one kind of took into the office and i, I can remember going like one of the last lads yeah and then um, i was really close with um an irish lad over there as well who who's the captain of akron stanley now oh yeah and i remember passing him he came out to me and he he looked at me and i was like oh how'd you get on or something and he, he kind of looked at me and he was like he just shook his head he goes oh, i knew i wasn't going to get a contract anyway i knew i wasn't going to stay anyway yeah. and then um, i was thinking oh he was our captain for reserve team and we doing very well i was thinking right straight away the only thing that was latching on to he was a bit older than me oh yeah um he was yeah a couple of years older than me so i was thinking oh but yeah so then then the gaffer just pulled me into the office and um i won't go into too much details but he kind of just who was the gaffer at the time um danny wilson oh yeah so he kind of pulled it pulled me in and he he had obviously a chart of all the players at the club and then um, at the time the first team we were they were i think we were first or second in the league looking like promotion and then um, yeah he just kind of like a depth chart you know like a depth chart of positions where say you have four right backs or three right backs you know where, where yeah. you are on kind of like a pecking order or whatever and he kind of just goes oh like we love you you've been doing really well at the club blah 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 um but just have a look on can you see yourself getting ahead of anyone there now like, they, didn't you say that they were top of the league at the time yeah yeah we, they were flying championship um yeah and look looking like things like things are flying do you know what i mean the club was, the club was doing really well and stuff so um and I, I said to him no probably not like i've i've been around i've pretty much done the same thing for two years like played um reserve but trained every day in the first team but i could never really get break in for different reasons which again i don't really want to go too much into it but um that was pretty much it he said look and um, we can offer you another contract if you want to stay around for another year but he says i can't promise you anything and um, you're probably more than likely going to be doing the same thing and even more if we get promoted i'm going to have to bring in more players as well so i was thinking right and at the time i kind of said oh it's probably best then i try and go out and play somewhere yeah um so that was it i just kind of got up and shook his hand and then um went downstairs then and a horrible feeling huh yeah good cool. i think it's a horrible feeling as well when you see some of the close friends that you, that you see day in day out yeah knowing that after that day you, you're all going your separate ways exactly yeah i think that that was one of the hardest things for me in my experiences there was like uh <coughs> there was maybe 18 of us 18 to 20 of us all sat in a room going up one by one these are boys that you've spent, you know, some of the boys I'd spent seven, eight years with. Yeah. Two two or three of the lads I'd shared lists with for five, six years. Mm. And then, you know, and similar to you, Shane, I was like one of the last three to go up. So seeing them come down and some of them crying, you know, some of them like really sad. It's just, that was, it would be a day that I'll never forget in my career anyway. Yeah. Um, it was just horrible because you have such a laugh. Like, you know, a lot of people... You know they 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 talk about football being the best job. Well, when when I was a youth player, it was just it was amazing. I'm not gonna lie. You know, t getting out of bed to play football every day with your mates was class. It's the best job in the world. It it really was. I mean, you know, 
we we would never know what it's like to maybe play in the Premier League at that level where you don't really have a social life where you can't even go out to the shops and yeah, yeah. drink. But in terms of where we were, you know, you at Sheffield United, I was at Wrexham at the time, Wrexham League One, Sheffield United were a championship. Um, it was class, mate. Absolutely class, training every day with the lads, just having a laugh. And you don't really, sometimes you forgot that you're all fighting for, for a contract. Yeah. Do you turn up to work some days and be like, you forget. And then sometimes you t- turn up to work and you be like, actually, I'm fighting to try and take his spot. No, no. That's the reality of it. That's it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a nice feeling. So, before I go into my story, Shane, so you took a year off, you went back to spend some time with the fam- family in Ireland. Yeah. And then you obviously got back into playing. So, what happened then? Um. So, yeah, I, so the, I took a few months off um, over the summer. Yeah. Um I think I went on holidays. What do we Magaluf? Kick off. Kick off. But um and then yeah, I just kinda I just wanted to take a break away from football. Yeah. Um try and relax, try and rest, just get my head back um straight and stuff like that. And then um and then I actually I joined um um it's called a fast course. Only people in Ireland would know that. So it's, it was more of a it's kinda like um a training course for it gives so you train every day and you do also you do some um like quite college stuff like yeah. qualifications so yeah, yeah. we i done like a personal training course and you train every day yeah right um and it was like yeah it's pretty much like playing full for full time and uh, we played a game and then after that after the first game we played one of the irish premier league teams was at the game and i went in the next week and, and signed with them oh yeah and um, bohemians so I played for two seasons with Bohemians in the in the Premier League in Ireland. Again, is that professional? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, again, I I look back in that and um, I I look back in it and think if it, at the time it's hard. Do you know what I mean? At the, at yeah. the, top, the time it's hard. It's a lot easier to look back at stuff now. Yeah, but I never. I'll be honest now. I, I haven't really said it to many people, but. I never really gave it a proper crack, really, back then. I was, like, I wasn't tossing it off, but the way I was living and stuff, I was living with my best mate up in Dublin in an apartment, and then, like, our lifestyle was madness, like. Yeah, it was just... Love it. It was crazy. 33 every weekend. Oh, it was was heavy. But (laughs) um, (laughs) I I never really, yeah, I never really gave it a crack. Like, obviously, I had some some good games, had some games that probably wasn't great, but I was training every day. Um, and playing obviously at a, at a very good level as well still and then at the end of that um i actually got glandular fever oh no and then that knocked me out i that put me back six months or something i was no i was gone with glandular fever for six weeks i couldn't get out of bed with that and then i um i signed one more year playing the first division in ireland with a club that was quite close to me and then um at the end of that then i kind of said ah it's time for a change and that's that what when and that's when I looked yeah looked to go uh, yeah. go overseas and, and just freshen things it's up a crazy story that Shaz love it and my last question would be like um, what what advice would you give to like what would your advice be to anyone that's had setbacks in their career or just in life in general but obviously mainly try and stick to football but Say, for example, if someone didn't get a successful trial or release from a club like you did or yeah. didn't get this spot 
or whatever it may be, mm. what advice would you give to those players that, that might be listening to this podcast? I think, um, obviously, football-wise, um, like I said, there's two options. I think, for me, you, you've always got to keep going because you'll speak to people and you speak to every player, every professional player, or any player, really. They've had they've had setbacks in their life and they've had setbacks in their career and they've had but then they've been given that chance or they've had that good game where someone's watching and stuff mm. I feel like just keep going and um, there's, there's so many different paths and, and roads to where you want to go whether yeah. you have to drop back two levels to go up one or drop back six levels to go up you know what I mean yeah definitely and, you, and you, you've just got to keep plugging away like the easiest thing in the world is to is to quit um, but quitting gets you nowhere you know what I mean yeah, quitting definitely. gets you packing shelves in in Ali or whatever yeah. and again that's not Jasper. what yeah <laughs> but <the laughs> <coughs> but that's not why you work so hard for so why work so hard and then just throw it away when you get the when you get the first setback so in life um I, the advice i gave is and i think it helped me a lot was um speak to the people around you yeah when, when things so obviously i was lucky that i had a good family to to go home to and go and speak to um, some people might not be that lucky to have a good family. That's yeah. why they're friends or, or or obviously the people close to them. Make sure you speak to them. Let them know how you're feeling because obviously just even with anything in life really, speaking to someone, it makes makes you feel so much better. And yeah. I'm sure you, you'd notice obviously having a wife now and obviously having your family. Yeah, I feel like bottling things up, to, it does kind of get to you. Yeah. It's a certain while. It's good advice. That, yeah. So I feel like communicating just tell people how you're feeling just even for a bit of support and sometimes all it takes is just an arm around your shoulder that can get you back on the right track you know 100 percent. i think even before i tell my story i think my one of one of my pieces of advice is don't get to the age of 30 plus look back at your career and think i shouldn't have done that because now that i am that age unfortunately i turned 30 this week <laughs> hey, dirty, um, dirty. I, I look back at my career and I think, should have tried harder there. <coughs> should have worked harder there. 100%. And it, it, I kick myself. But at the time, when you're a young kid, and let's be honest, you know, you're going out, you know, you're meeting new people, there's there's like, you, there is distractions there, you know, and it is easy to go down those little lanes where you get distracted. Definitely. I just wish I didn't do that now. I'm not saying I got distracted loads because I never, I was, I tried to, be as professional as I could. Yeah. But I get to this age now and I'm like, I should have worked harder. 100%. You know, I got offered a contract at a Welsh Premier League club, which is a professional outfit called uh, the New Saints, TNS. And because I was so young, I was like 19, they were like, Lee, we want to offer you a contract, um, but it doesn't guarantee that you'll play every week. Basically, what they were trying to say was, you just got to work hard. Yeah. You know, you just got to work just hard and you'll it. play. Yeah. And I just saw that as, as like, all right, I want to go to somewhere where I'm going to play every week so I can prove to the team that let me go. And it was a bad decision. It was a mm. bad decision. It's just something that experience just can't buy no. in those moments, you know. And but again, like... But I don't know if I'd be sat here talking to you if I'd have st- stuck that decision. Yeah, I know. But it's like that in like in the moment, you don't... Like, it's easy for us to sit here and say it. Yeah, it you know, really it's, is. It's, but it's like everything. Like, you could, you could sit here now and say, I should have done something different last week. 100%. Or should have done something yesterday. what I'm trying to say to the listeners is... If it's so easy to just not do a session or toss it off or do this, just just don't do it. Do the session. Like 
I do that like even now, like going for a run or going to the gym. It's so easy to just say no and yeah. toss it off and come up with a stupid excuse. But when you actually just grind your teeth and do it, you feel so much better for it because you're like, I've done it. It's in the bag. Definitely. I'm 1% better. Or I'm 1% fitter than I was yesterday. And I felt like I did that a lot as a young player. Ah, sorry, I missed that gym do, session. Do you wish that you had um, had another chance at it? 100%. 100%. So would you... Would you swap what you have now for another chance? No. No way. Yeah, yeah. Not not with what I've created with Jonah 101 and the family in Australia. You know, all my decisions that I made have led me to this point. So I wouldn't so you just feel like you feel blessed, obviously. 100%. Yeah. I'm blessed. I'm lucky. Thank God every day for how lucky I am. But if you were to change that question to say just have another crack at it, 100% I would. Mm. And I would work. 50 times harder as well um, yeah definitely. I really would knowing what I know now I think back then as a kid I used to sometimes be afraid of what people used to think because I just think it was quite natural whereas now my my motto in life is I just don't care mm. like I don't care what people think just go for it just yeah. go for it you know when you go to your grave when you're a little bit older and wiser you're not going to be thinking about what this person thought or what that person thought just go for it that's it. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, that's one thing that I would would I would love to have another go at it, um, and that's probably the reason why we do these podcasts, Shane, is to inspire people to make the right choices. Definitely. So tell me about the th- the day then. The, or just tell me about a couple of your setbacks then. Give yeah, us two. I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep mine quite short. Um, yeah. I've already said about a little bit, but the, one of the worst setbacks I've had, and mine was was probably worse than other players in my team as well because. Um, I was a hundred percent legit in my head. Thought I was going to be signing mm. a, a new contract, and when I didn't, it massively set me back. Like it really, my head went completely because it, it was the same moment as you, Shane. It was like being left in the unknown. Yeah, you know, you're stepping outside that bubble that you've known for flipping so long. Um, for me, uh, the biggest setback I had was when I was eighteen, a youth player at Wrexham. Um and Wrexham, and obviously um you know like I said training with my friends every day some of them for a long time and we got told weeks before that that day was going to be crunch day where we all got told about our contracts and there was three players in our team happy to name them that were regularly training in the reserves and playing uh, sorry <coughs> regularly playing in the reserves and training first team yeah. and then the rest weren't really getting a look in and it was it was myself uh, a lad called Chris Marriott who's still playing pro now for TNS that team that I, I turned down yeah. and um, Chris Maxwell who is is an incredible one of the best keepers I've ever played with he's now playing in the Scottish League I forget who for but he's been everywhere he's been in the championship he's been who's he playing for now I follow him on Instagram. Anyway, if you listen to this, Maxi, top lad, top keeper. It was us three at the bottom of the list that were the last ones to go in to speak to the manager. Uh, that year, Wrexham were in League One. And um, they had a choice at the time. They were sitting in the relegation zone. Yeah. And they had a choice at the time to either go for Brian Carey, who was like a club legend, but never had any really managerial experience, or go for Darren Ferguson, who was Alex Ferguson's son. Mm. Access to all Man United players, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah. Which for me is a no-brainer. And he was my under-15s coach, so I 
again, if they would have appointed him, my life probably would have been different as well. Mm. But they went with Brian Carey and they got relegated. Um, and when they got relegated, literally, I think it was two weeks later, we were having the our crunch talks about our contract. And I didn't think anything of it because three weeks before that, when I was training with the first team, the assistant manager, I forget his name now, he pulled me aside, right, because I didn't have a very good training session that day. And he goes, Lee, I can tell that the contract talks that are coming up are playing on your mind. And I was like, yeah, yeah, they are, you know, it's something I've been working towards all my life. Mm. He's like, and he turned around and he said, Lee, let me assure you, don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. So I went home that day. Yeah, obviously, celebrate. told my mum and dad, this is what, I can't remember his name. This is what so-and-so said. And I was over the moon. But Wrexham weren't relegated at that, at that at that time. They were just they were still they were on the brink of they were yeah, in the relegation yeah. fight. Anyway, back to the day where we were all getting told it was just horrible, mate. It was horrible. Players coming down crying. Uh, these are boys that you spent every day with. Yeah. Some of the boys I still speak to now. Uh, and then obviously I was third last. Then it was Mazza and then Maxi. And I went up there into the room. Uh, there was my youth coach Steve Cooper who's now the manager of Swansea. Yeah, terrible head he's got. Terrible head, but I tell you what. Coach. Best, him and, him, him and Darren Ferguson, best coaches I've ever had. And I knew that he was destined for greatness, mate. I, I, I think Swansea have got a great chance going up to the Prem this year. Yeah, well, so he, they're he playing could, for one position, so. They're, you know, they're, them and Leeds, do yeah, Leeds. The Leeds are gone, we're on the way up. But it'd be great to see him in the Prem and then for me to be able to say he was my coach for three years. Yeah, you know? no, definitely. So there was him... The manager and Joey Jones, who who's won the um, two European Cups for Liverpool, he was my reserves manager. And the first question they asked me was, "Lee, how do you think you you've done?" They they sort of put the onus on me, and I just said, "Listen, I think I've done well. I, I was I'm the only only one of three to be training regularly with the first team and playing every week in the reserves." Um, and then um, they just turned around and said, "Listen." We had you, Mazer and Maxi on on um, one year contracts, uh, but since since Wrexham have been relegated, we've had to cut back on on wages and budget. Yeah, and they said that yeah, I didn't get one, and I was I was I, my head just completely went, mate. I I was so set, I thought I was going to get one. That's madness, yeah. Yeah, so they basically just. I think it was maybe, but but the, maybe an easy way of them saying I wasn't good enough. You know, oh we got relegated, we got no money. Um, yeah. So yeah, but the reason why I thought that is because I think Mazza got six months and Maxi got a one year, so mm. they still offered them to a chance to to prove themselves. Really. Yeah. So I think it was just an easy way for them to say, Lee, you're not good enough. But I was, yeah, I was, I was gutted, mate. Absolutely gutted. And to be fair, when I came down. All the boys were, were like really shocked that I didn't get one. So if 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 say Wrexham stayed up, then do you reckon it would have been different? Or yeah, you, I do. I do think yeah. I would have got at least a six months to try and prove myself. Um, but it, that that's for me. That's like the little bit of luck you look, need. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. But you think though Wrexham getting relegated, they've been wanting to keep younger yeah, boys on. You know, what that's I mean? why I think it was an easy way of them saying, "Lee, you're not good enough." Mm. It might have been true. You just never know. But. I was a mixture of like obviously sad, upset, and angry. I was more angry though because I got told that I was going to get one. Yeah, that that was. And that's why when 
I'll never forget that day as well, going back to my family. It was just horrible. I think you said this when we went to Melbourne. I just felt like I, like I let them down. Mm. And then, to be fair, if it wasn't for my mum, my mum was the one that, that really picked me up. Obviously, my dad as well, but my mum was like, right, this is what we're going to do. And she sort of put a plan in place. You're going to, similar to you, you're going to do your, I did this um, teaching course to, to be able to, teaching in a classroom in, uh, in in real football club yeah. I did my B licence coaching badge and whilst I was doing all of that I was trialling at other clubs at the same time mm. but I made a mistake I made a big mistake I should have gone to like conference teams I should have tried a couple of League 2 teams instead I just I don't know why I just went to the Welsh Premier League teams which was close to my home Yeah, I should have just I should have been willing to travel and try league two teams and conference teams and tried to stay in that in, in the English side. Why didn't you at the time? I don't know. I felt like um because I was doing a lot of studying and doing my B licence and stuff and I had a part time job doing some coaching, I felt like I needed to stay at home. Yeah. Whereas I should have just took the risk. It was the risk would have been massive downfall financially, but at least I maybe would have stayed in the professional environment. Mm. Like I said, I turned down that contract at T N S and all the decisions from there led me to to this point now. Basically, that's Obviously, it. Came to Australia. I played a couple of seasons in the Welsh Prem and then ended up coming to Australia. So, I think everything though that goes on in your life, you gotta like obviously take bits from it and learn from it. Hundred percent. And that's why that's why you're so successful now with obviously your coaching and everything that you've set up and worked towards. Yeah. That's obviously everything that's gone on in the past had has affected that, and yeah. you've learned different ways and 100%. been able to deal with different situations and scenarios and stuff yeah i think yeah it's, everybody's gonna go through it but it's just how you react yeah 100 percent. and like you said shane you you do have to have a little bit of luck i don't care what anyone says mm. you have to have a little bit of luck whether it's injury free or just getting your chance and taking it you know um and my advice to anyone that's listening to this is one never let anyone tell you that you're not good enough no because there could be a team round the corner that you suit their style of play and that's it Foot, football is a, is a game of opinions 100 percent. at the end of the day that club has or that manager has a different opinion than the next manager yeah. and you just need to be in the right spot that he's got a good opinion of and he wants yeah. to go all right here's your chance i think as well is don't take things personally like try and obviously at, in the moment you're angry and upset but if you actually just sit back and look at it rethink right this is what I'm going to do this is my plan um, definitely just don't give up on it I think a lot of people take the easy route and just quit no don't definitely. don't do it especially if you're someone that you that, that work has worked so hard for it you just have to go and work a little bit harder like nothing's given mm. nothing's given to you in life and um that's one thing that I didn't do. I didn't work hard enough. As simple as that. If I'd have worked a little bit harder, then maybe that would have been a bit different for me in my life. Would have been a little bit different, and I would have got what I wanted at the time. Um, so that that that's my advice. Don't let anyone tell you that you're not good enough. Don't give up. You know the opportunity could be just around the corner for you. And, and similar to you, Shane, speak to people around you. Speak to your loved ones. Ask for advice. Tell them how you're feeling. Um, and just yeah, just stick at it. Be confident. That's it, yeah. Confidence is key. You back yourself. If you don't back yourself, then no one else will. So it's all about you having that confidence to say, Do you know what, you said 
this club said I'm not good enough, but this one might. And then you might play that one game in your career and that changes your life forever. That's it. That yeah. one game can change your life forever and it could just be around the corner, so you've got to stick at it, you know. It's mindset, isn't it? 100%. You just have to be positive with, with that mindset. Be persistent as well in, in, in everything that you do and it it will pay off. Mm. If you stick at it enough, it will pay off. You will get a career in football, whether it's yeah. in just whatever country it is, but you will find a career. Okay. That, with my setback, I reckon I took it personally. Did you? Yeah, I took it personally and my decisions after that were like, they were they were rash. Like I was just diving in. Wasn't really thinking it through. Like I said, I was just sticking to Welsh Prem when really I could have gone with the CV that I had. I could have gone and trialled. I had some good references. Mm. Could have gone and trialled anywhere, really. Anywhere in League Two. And I, and I chose not to, so... I think you just got to definitely speak to people around you. Don't dive in and weigh up your options. Go from there. But you got to be willing to go and go and chase it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You got to chase it. Yeah. Like even um, over the last few weeks, knowing some players from Australia that's actually gone away and stuff like that. Um, I feel like what like there is going to be times in your career where you're not going to be comfortable, and you have to step you have out to, that comfort. Yeah, and you have to grind it out. Like yeah. I remember when I was. I moved away when I was 15 and then um, on my own with a bag on my back and all all my brain was telling me to do was to go home. Do you know what I mean? Go back to what's what you've always known. Go, yeah, go home, you know what I mean? I had no friends, didn't know where I was living, didn't know the house, the people that was in the house even. And you're just sitting there and you're thinking, you know what? It's hard at the time, isn't it? Yeah, but looking back on that now, I'm proud of myself because no matter how much I wanted to go back I never would because I knew that I've always wanted to be a footballer yeah and um I just got my head down and just whatever came my way I just kind of gave me a best shot you yeah, know what definitely. I mean and, and if you can walk away from it and obviously like you're saying you should have walked harder but at the end of the day that's it. again it's easy to look back but I feel like I gave him my best crack yeah um I did and, and, and maybe maybe I wasn't good enough maybe I could have had a bit of luck that I probably didn't get or maybe a, a different manager maybe would have looked at me differently again but that's that's part Wrexham and parcel would have signed you Shaz. that's part and parcel Wrexham, Wrexham would have signed you mate Wrexham's looking for a left winger give us a shout you're not a left winger <laughs> I'm a left winger you're a box to box Stevie G nah, number nah. 8 you know what I mean? back then left winger that's where I was come, uh, come inside hey. anyway that's a body today yeah we're back Real tomorrow a little bit of few few life stories from me and Shaz Murray. Yeah. Um, just one thing I would say is I do feel sorry for some of the players in Australia though because for us back then we had so many options. Mm. We had so many options that we got released from one club. There's thousands of other clubs that we can go and try. Whereas like right now in Australia there's a lot of, right now is the time of the season where a lot of clubs are picking their teams and pe- players are moving clubs and just, I honestly feel like every year it's getting harder and harder for young players to find clubs. Mm. Um, and I just really hope one day in Australia there can be loads more teams. Two, three tiers of professional teams. Loads of options for everyone to go to. Um, yeah, I've had loads of phone calls this week of, of some of our players needing our help to try and find them. And it's, it's honestly impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, so. it is. But listen, you got to stick at it. you got to stick at it. That's it, yeah. you got to stick Keep at going. it. Keep going. Anyway, Shaz, we are back tomorrow. Yep. When Jules is uh, not making any banana bread. 
Um, I personally really enjoyed this poddy. I didn't know all that stuff about you, so uh, I knew a bit of it, but not all of it. And yeah, hopefully, um, obviously, some of the listeners and stuff, um, that we've helped them a little bit, Hundy. that they can take a little bit from it, and obviously, yeah, just take that advice that we've been given. You know, Hundy. Please like and subscribe on our podcast, please, on whether it's Spotify, SoundCloud, or iTunes. Please rate it. Give us some positive feedback if you can, but we value all of our feedback. Yeah. And the last thing I would say is make sure you follow us on our Instagram podcast page, which is at Jonah101podcast, and follow the main account at Jonah101footballtraining. That's it for us today. Peace. I will see you on the next one. You're all legends. Over and out. See you later, Shaz. Catch you. Catch you, Mike. Bloody hell. <laughs> Yes, guys, make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms at Jonah101Football Training, at Jonah101Podcast. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And for any inquiries, please visit Jonah101FootballTraining.com. We'll see you on the next episode.